0: On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll anticipate a prospect's debut and some activations. Like Duff and Taxes, Dodger's get a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's... not had uh, three go-throughs
1: uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy I'm just
0: glad yeah. I am not at the dentist. Fantasy
1: Baseball in 15, on The Athletic.
0: Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Tuesday, May 25th, presented by TOPS. Check out TOPS Project 70, celebrating 70 years of TOPS baseball cards. I'm Al Melchior, and I am here with Michael Beller. And Michael, it is prospect season, so uh, let's talk about the next one to come up Alec Manoa. Uh, slated to make his major league debut on Wednesday against the Yankees. He was absolutely dominant at AAA Buffalo with 27 strikeouts and 18 innings, just three walks. Uh, so, you know, we've seen Logan Gilbert come up. We've seen, um, uh, you know, a few uh, maybe not uh, quite as uh, celebrated prospects come up. Uh, been some disappointments. So are you tempering your expectations here? You know, I think we have to. Obviously, we should all be excited about him. I'm
1: trying to get Manoa in daily leagues, wherever I can get him. If he's available in my weekly leagues, pretty much regardless of what he does against the Yankees, uh, I'm going to go out and try to get him. But I think we should, right? I mean, we're still talking about a youngster. We're still talking about Major League debut. We're still talking about making that leap from AAA to the majors. That's a big leap going up against a very tough Yankees lineup. So, I mean, yeah, let's, let's keep our expectations in check. I will say with what he's done this season uh, in the minors, just a couple of starts, but how dominant he was in those three starts in the minors and what has been going on with the Blue Jays rotation, I don't think we're going to see this be a short-term thing. I think it would have to be really disastrous over the first month or so for this to be a short-term thing and for Manoa to end up back in the minors. I think he's here to stay. So at least you have that going, right? I mean, They lined him up with Ross Stripling for a reason. They did this. They telegraphed this move a week ago, and then they followed through on it. So I do think that he's going to be here for the long haul. I would be wary of these first couple of starts just to see what he's got, but I want him wherever I can get him. And I do think that this is uh, someone worth, you know, really
0: going pretty aggressive for in Fab uh, if you're sitting around waiting until the weekend for him. All right. All right. Well, sounds good. And we've got a lot of injury updates uh, to get to, so get to them. We will. Uh, Byron Buxton could start a rehab assignment later this week. And uh, according to the Mets general manager, Zach Scott, he is hopeful that Pete Alonso will return sometime next week. Uh, however, a few injury updates for the Mets, not as optimistic. Carlos Carrasco, Michael Conforto, and Jeff McNeil, all dealing with their respective hamstring injuries. Uh, none of them is expected to be back uh, anytime before late June. And in the case of Carrasco, could even be early July. Uh, the Diamondbacks, surprisingly, activated Carson Kelly on Monday. Uh, he is going to try to play through a fractured toe. And in the corresponding move, Dalton Varsho sent to AAA Reno. Keston Hiro's backup. Uh, he started at first base on Monday against the Padres, batted fifth. Uh, the Mariners activated Ty France. He played on Monday night. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi in that game. At Oakland, he was lifted early, early being after six innings. uh, So he did have a pretty good start, but lifted with lower back cramping. And a little bit of closer intrigue in that one with Kendall Graveman on the IL. It was Keenan Middleton getting his third save of the season. Rafael Montero pitched the seventh, started off the eighth. Eric Swanson bailed him out, and Middleton came in and swooped in for the save. So a little bit of a confusing situation there, Michael. Is this one that's kind of too chaotic to to pursue at this point, or do you feel good about anyone in that mix?
1: Yeah, you know, I think Middleton uh, is worth going after. We've seen him, you said, third save of the season. He's been someone who they've been comfortable turning to um, in those situations, or at least comfortable enough that he's been part of that mix once Montero uh, faltered early in the year, and he was right there with Graveman. There was that uh, doubleheader series where one of them got one save, one of them got another save, uh, you know, maybe a month or so ago, three weeks ago or so, I can't remember exactly when, but... It seems as though he's been that next guy, at least had a leg up on being that next guy for the last month or so. So I think that he's probably the guy until Graveman comes back. I feel pretty decent, actually, about Middleton here.
0: Okay. I think Swanson's interesting, too. Came in in a a big situation facing the top uh, Mm -hmm. of the order. But uh, yeah, Middleton's certainly somebody that Scott Service does seem to trust. A bunch of Marlins updates here. Uh, Brian Anderson left the Marlins game on Monday night against the Phillies early with some shoulder soreness. Uh, No further information at this point. Uh, Jorge Alfaro was activated before that game. Starling Marte is uh, going to start a rehab assignment at AAA Jacksonville on Tuesday. And Sixto Sanchez is going to throw his first bullpen session since going on the IL. He will be doing that on Tuesday as well. Nelson Cruz was held out of the Twins lineup again on Monday. He had missed the weekend and then not starting on Monday, though he did come in as a pinch hitter. Manny Machado out of the Padres lineup still. He missed the weekend. He was out uh, for another day. And Bryce Harper out again for the Phillies, uh, though no announcement or any uh, report there of an injury as of yet. Harrison Bader left the Cardinals game against the White Sox with a rib injury uh, after... uh, Uh, Trying to attempt a defensive play. Wilson Contreras, uh, he will be monitored for a few days, uh, sustains a a wrist injury, getting hit by a Craig Kimbrell pitch. And uh, Jesus Lazardo, when he comes back, could be initially as a reliever, though he will ultimately get stretched out to return to the Oakland rotation. All right, a lot of news there, Michael, but let's uh, take a look back at Monday's games and see who stood out. I think. We certainly have to agree that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. stood out with a couple of home runs, so his hot hitting continues. He's now up to 15 homers on the season. Uh, A lot of offense in that Rays-Jays game. Lourdes Gurriel with a 3-for-5 game, his third homer of the year. He is now 15 for his last 35, uh, but just that one homer in the hot streak. Uh, So is it time to uh, get on the Gurriel bandwagon again and try to pick him up where he's available before he really gets hotter, or do we need to see more? I don't think we need to see more. Uh, you know, this was, um, he was
1: disappointing earlier in the year. He wasn't, this is, it's not like this hot streak is to coming out of nowhere with his recent track record. So, I, you know, I feel pretty comfortable about jumping on board here. Obviously, we would like to see a little bit more power, but the important thing is he's hitting the ball well and he's getting good results. And then you also take into account the context of this team's lineup, of this Toronto lineup. You're going to get a lot of run-scoring opportunities. You're going to get a lot of RBI opportunities. You're playing your uh, home games in a great park for hitting. So, yeah, I am on board with Gurriel,
0: adding him wherever he's there. All right, all right. And, yeah, check your leagues. He's still available in one of my 12-teamers even. So, uh, check that out. Uh, Ross Stripling, who you mentioned earlier, very, very nice outing as a follower uh, against the Rays. Uh, so seven scoreless innings for Stripling, two hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. Um, so what does this do for him going forward? It's very interesting, right? I mean, I think that
1: <laughs> he, you know, he, he took this opportunity to make things hard on the Toronto coaching staff. It's a it's a real life thing. I, I just don't see with with what the way he's performed over the last couple of seasons, I don't see it being something we really have to concern ourselves with too much in the fantasy world. I just, you'd have to be in a pretty deep league to, I think, want to take a shot on him as anything other than a streamer right now, unless he puts together a few more
0: performances like this. All right. And Austin Gomber came through. So I know uh, some folks were nervous about that, (laughs) but came through with granted a very, very favorable matchup right now against the Mets. Uh, But going eight innings strong, went into the ninth inning, by the way. So this line, as good as it looks, could have been better if he had gotten pulled after the eighth inning, Uh, did give up a home run and a couple of hits uh, total in that ninth inning before getting lifted. But overall, two runs and eight innings on four hits, no walks, eight strikeouts. So uh, I I think Gomber's just a legitimate uh, streamer, definitely on the road and maybe even picking some spots at Coors Field. I think that might be true. I also think the thing to take away
1: here is that we're going to be able to stream against the Mets while they have all these injuries. So for a while here, you mentioned off the top how many of their key guys are going to be out until at least late June. This Mets team, uh, very scary on paper at the start of the season, but with all the injuries they've dealt with, we can stream against them. And especially in the short term, while Alonzo's still out, Brandon Nimmo's still out, you can
0: really pick on this offense. Yeah. And no update on Nimmo, by the way. So yeah, we talked about several players, Nimmo not among them. So there's not an update and that's not necessarily a a good development there. Uh, And one player we'll talk about a standout in a negative way, unfortunately, and that's Blake Snell uh, with pretty awful performance at Milwaukee, just three and two thirds innings, uh, five runs on five hits, three walks, did get seven strikeouts, which is nice, but not a start that you certainly wanted in your rotation in spite of that so what do we do at this point with Blake Snell it certainly feels way premature to talk about dropping uh in shallow leagues but uh it's hard to trust him at this point it is and so maybe he
1: actually has shockingly become someone where you can't just trot him out there and uh and play him every single start he gets I wouldn't go that far the strikeouts are still there uh, He's just walking so many guys. That's really where he's getting into trouble. He's not necessarily getting knocked around in a huge way. He's just walking so many guys. The homer to fly ball ratio, it's manageable. The ground ball rate, it's fine. Like A lot of the skills are still there. They're still evident. He's just, giving, he's just getting himself into trouble. And so I would hope that he can get out of that funk. I would still be playing him, but if you were telling me that you were picking your spots with him, I, I would not think you're crazy.
0: All right. So uh, yeah, definitely not drop a ball. Still, you know, starting him in the, in the discussion, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, you could easily wait to see him maybe string, maybe a couple of good starts together. Um, you know, if you were wanting to be cautious there. So uh, let's see how cautious we're going to be with our streamers on Tuesday. A few good options here, including a streamer versus streamer matchup. Haiyan uh, mm-hmm. Jong Young against Andrew Heaney. So uh, Rangers Angels matchup there. I was surprised to see that Heaney is, would be, sufficiently available to be a streamer, but he has had a bit of a rough, a rough go so far this year. Also Garrett Richards gets the Braves at home. Charlie Morton going for Atlanta. Uh, Tarek Skubel against Cleveland. They'll be going with Aaron Savali. The aforementioned Logan Gilbert taking the mound again for the Mariners at Oakland. They'll be going with Cole Irvin. Corbin Martin, a DVR favorite, uh, getting the Giants at home and Kevin Gosman and Vince Velasquez. Maybe a little better than you think. Uh, I'm making an assumption there that you're not thinking highly of Vince Velasquez. He gets uh, the Marlins in Miami. So if you're worried about home runs, maybe a little reassurance there. But tough uh, assignment to get a win. Sandy Alcantara starting for Miami.
1: Hey, man, I feel like Vince Velasquez has been mentioned as a streamer every start he's had for the last five years. That's, just, that's Vince Velasquez's <laughs> role in the fantasy baseball world. If I'm picking one of these guys... I'm probably uh, I'm probably leaning towards Scubal. The recent appearance, the recent performance has been decent. The matchup with Cleveland without Franmil Reyes, that's not one that you're too scared of. These other guys, like I'm, I'm worried about Garrett Richards against that Atlanta lineup. I'm worried about Logan Gilbert against the Oakland lineup. Uh, San Francisco has obviously been surprising people, so Corbin Martin is a little bit of a of a risk for me. Scooble's the
0: one who I feel best about. Yeah, no, he's been very good in the month of May. Really, the only blemish has been the the home runs. And Cleveland does have, uh, even without Fremo Reyes, uh, some some sluggers and some in lineup, boppers, But Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I I'm with you. I like that one a lot. Um, yeah, Heaney kind of kind of intrigues me a little bit. Again, very surprised that he's even available as a streamer. But some options for you to consider. And uh, let's uh, take a, a turn over into our gambling spotlight. Uh, we do this every week on the Tuesday show. So, uh, Michael, what do you have for this, us this week?
1: All right, I've I've uh, I've actually got a couple that I'm going to throw out here since we've got time for it. First, let's take a look at the Cardinals and the White Sox. Great pitching matchup in those two, in those two uh, teams. Jack Flaherty versus Lucas Giolito. Over at BetMGM, the over-under is eight runs. Under is minus 115. Paying a little bit of juice for it, but I do like it. Uh, Jack Flaherty's been awesome all season. Lucas Giolito, actually a little up and down, as we all know, but has looked very good of late had his best start of the season his last time out and these are two teams in St. Louis and the White Sox that crush left-handed pitching but not so much against right-handed pitching so I think Flaherty and Giolito limit the opposing offenses and keep that game under eight runs and then let's look over at uh, the fact that we have three big pitching advantages later on today the Nats with Max Scherzer the Yankees with Corey Kluber the Mets with Jacob DeGrom, all three of those teams, comfortable favorites, Nationals taking on the Reds, Yankees taking on the Blue Jays, Mets taking on the Rockies. How about we put those three together just as money line picks, parlay them, you're going to get plus 236, so that's 2.3 times your money if those teams all come through and win, and I just love those pitching advantages that those three teams have. It's going to be the Mets, Yankees, and Nats
0: on a parlay, feeling like that could be a winner there. All right, yeah, a lot of interesting uh, pitching matchups just in general, by the way, on the Tuesday slate. So it'll be a fun day for baseball, uh, to be sure. So uh, on that note, uh, we're going to wrap things up here for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. And uh, as always, uh, we would ask that if you do have the time to rate and review this podcast, we really, really do appreciate it when you do that. So uh, we thank you in advance. And uh, for Michael Baller, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be right back here on Wednesday.